The Michael Hatfield Remax team presents Real Estate and More. Bay Area real estate is different than in all of America. And why? What's up with home buyers? What's on sellers' minds? How is the market? And much, much more. Now, here's your host, Michael Hatfield. Welcome to the Real Estate and More Show. I'm your host, Michael Hatfield. This morning, we have a treat in that we have a veteran home builder turned custom cabinet maker in studio. From homes to cabinets, my good friend Joe Henley of Henley's Custom Cabinets is joining us to provide some insights into what a home buyer or remodeler should know about cabinets. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> oh, it's great to see you. I was trying to think the other day how many years that I've known you. It's been more than one or two. Uh, I think we're pushing at least 20. At least 20. Oh, my gosh. I, I remember you were building some really nice homes in the San Ramon Valley that I know of for people as well as doing. You did the cabinets and the entertainment centers and all of that for those two and did a phenomenal job. It, it's it's probably been 20 years we're pushing. Yes, at least. Yeah. For as long as I remember, I've I've admired your work and the work that you did with building as well as the cabinets and i've seen a few of those entertainment centers on some of the high-end homes that you've done they're just amazing and uh, i i know you grew up in the bay area didn't you grow up in concord or somewhere nearby yeah well <clears throat> born in richmond then we moved to concord we've been in concord since 1960 mm -hmm. and then i i landed over in in alamo after about 32 years ago so wow but my my company and stuff is still based out of concord wow and i uh, your brother is in grading he grades and uh, does the dirt work for construction for new homes yep my brother was um is a general contractor also i worked actually i started the trades with him right out of school he was a little older than i and so he he ventured on over into the heavy equipment um, side of it, and I, I I continued building. So yeah, and I and I remember also you have a brother that uh, had this uh, this and that type of a, a business to where you could find an old gas pump from 1923 in in Concord. You've been in this community of Concord in the Walnut Creek area for a lot of years. Um, does he still have his store out there uh, of the where you can buy yeah. odds and ends? Yeah, no, he's got Henley's Antiques, which is on Clayton Road in Concord. So yeah. he's been there for quite a while, and I, I guess he plans to stay a little bit longer. Yeah, I guess, you know, he's probably a nice guy, you know, uh, unlike uh, some of the Henley boys, right? Well, I could tell you a few brother stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, we both survived the 2008 uh, economic downturn. Um, I had left the airline and, and built a, a home in Alamo. It was a spec home with our son. And then the downturn hit hit us all. And, man, that was a rough one. And, um, you know, I have to say, looking back, it didn't seem like it at the time. But I, I believe we came out better for it. You know, I... Um, you know, I came out of it um, with less in, in the pocketbook, but uh, if you could have, if I could have held on to that home, it would have been pretty decent return. And like my friend says, if you can hang in with your portfolio in a in a downturn, you, you're probably going to uh, come out just fine. Yeah, no, I remember that those years very well. Yeah. And I think you do, I think you come out a little bit wiser 
business-wise and everything else. It's most like our parents that came through the Great Depression as they got older. You learned from them how to save and conserve, which we weren't near as good as they are. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. But I remember my mother being in real estate. She'd always say, get real estate and hold on to it. Here in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can't go wrong. And, you know, without uh, the home that I had, man, I tell you, it would have been a lot different financial outcome for us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you migrated in a different direction after this uh, downturn. You went into custom cabinets. Tell me about why you changed and what basically does your company do? Well, I mean, we started off, you know, as a general contractor license since 1983. And, you know, my custom custom homes, then I got over into commercials. We did a lot of uh, stores in the malls. Uh, so we started doing um, the whole packages. Um, I started the cabinet company about 20 years ago just out of my garage like a lot of people do just as a passion that's something I wanted to do and it just kind of grew into a a thing of its own so now it's I just keep it as a total separate company so we do work with a lot of different contractors even so um, I have to go in as as a a cabinet not a not a GC (laughs) so so I don't want any conflict so that's what you do. That's yeah. What, that's what we do. Yeah. So, you know, there is a difference in price for a homeowner or a remodeler with either going with prefab cabinets or going with the custom cabinets. Obviously, it's going to be more if you have a custom cabinet designed to fit your kitchen or your bathroom or your space, special space in your home. So um, what can you enlighten us with as far as the difference for the cost and why should uh, homeowners take a look at custom cabinets? Well, it's not always uh, prefab cabinets are cheaper. I mean, they have different lines of, of cabinets, just like a car. You can buy a cheap car, you can buy a most expensive car. So uh, a lot of times our, our, our cabinets can be very competitive with the modular cabinets. The advantage of custom cabinets is that you can get exactly what you want. You you want a certain size drawer that's going to hold your your certain size pot. We make it to fit what you need. Um, we don't end up with a six inch filler because we didn't have a cabinet wide enough. I'm going to give you that extra space in a cabinet. So um, I always suggest like you know do your due diligence and price it out. Go look at your modulars. Go look at a custom. You, you make the decision, mm, you know? Absolutely. Um, when when you look at these cabinets, I know that when uh, you've built cabinets for people that I know, and I think you might have built some for us too, um, you had certain materials that you recommended for a better value for the dollar. Uh, what do you, what would, can you enlighten us with as far as if you're going to build ca- custom cabinets, what are you going to use as a good bang for your buck? Well, if we're doing um, like our boxes, I'm, we're not doing particle board or um, unless it's, it's spec. We're, we're doing a, what they call a C2 maple three quarter inch, um, which, you know, will last forever. As most of you know, maple or particle board gets wet, it swells up, it falls apart, or, you know, or plywood doesn't necessarily do that. Um, our doors or you know, all solid wood. Um, our drawers, we do a, a solid wood drawer dovetail with soft clothes. We do all the top of the line hardware. 
Um, so um, our people ask me about my warranty. I say my warranty is like, just call me if something happens. <laughs> so I've had I've had people call me five, six years later and say, you know, hey, something happened. <laughs> something happened or my, my kid was swinging on this door and broke it. And, you know, yeah, we'll take care of it, you know, yeah. so. You know, I just try to take care of people the way I want to be taken care of. I uh, certainly understand that. I, I just came from a couple uh, inspections, home inspections down in Fremont. And I've known these inspectors for a while. They're Both of them are kind of ornery. Um, but the first thing that they do in the kitchen is they look at the quality of the drawers. I don't know if it's a curiosity thing or if it's something that uh, they do as, as part of their home inspection. I don't see anything referencing in their reports that they've looked in this as really nice maple uh, boxes and they got all their doors on them or I don't see any of that and it's soft clothes or whatever, but they do look at the uh, level of quality of the cabinets as do I as a real estate person. So it's it's important. You like the alder doors uh, when you uh, build cabinets? Do you, you think yeah, that's no, good value? Yeah, alder's a nice, a nice wood. It's, it, it's, uh, it, it's a, it, it used to kind of like take the place of cherry when the cherry was just a little too expensive. People could use alder and almost get the same look because it stains up nice. And then um, if you really want to go to more of a of a rustic look you have a naughty alder which is more what you find in your cabins and things like that so it's a beautiful wood yeah and as far as you know inspection when i go in and look at drawers and stuff like that i do the same thing i basically what i'm looking at is what hardware do they use and i'll pull it if it's a hardware you can't see it's underneath i'll pull it out and look because a lot of times it's a, it's a plastic really cheap hardware and a lot of these cabinets that you can get they you know they they look nice but they don't they don't stand the test of time we're gonna take a very short break if you or someone you know is thinking about buying or selling a home call the michael hatfield remax team at 925-322-7775 that's 925-322-7775 7775 or go to michaelhatfieldhomes.com again michaelhatfieldhomes.com now back to our show yeah yeah i remember when i grew up i keep saying i remember i i guess it's part of happening as uh as we get for greater vintage but i remember the cabinets we had in my our first little house and you know, I grew up in San Pablo, mm -hmm. uh, Richmond, in other words, mm -hmm. and I remember that little house having just uh, the bare basics of cabinetry. Nothing like we see today that would come out of your your showroom. Now, speaking of showrooms, uh, how do you how do you set it up with a client to help design? for a certain space say let's say the kitchen my name is Susie Martin as an example mm -hmm. and I am very picky so I want to have the best cabinets that I can possibly put into my multi-million dollar house so how do you handle that so how do you go from there 
Well, I get people that will call and ask us if we have a showroom. We'll respond, yes, we have a small one. We don't have a great big one because most of our space is used for building cabinets. So they, they may want to come down. A lot of times people want to come down just to see if you are real, if you actually do build them. And once we take them on a tour of our shop, they're, they're, they're usually pretty impressed with what, what we're doing and what we can do there. We also do our own finishing, painting, staining, and stuff. So we got the spray booth and do all that. We deliver, we install, so we put our own product in. When we walk away, we're done. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh so they come down and you do the design uh right there on the spot. If you need to see if if a client needs to see how it looks with a certain door or whatever does your computer system software show her that? Yeah. Susie yeah, no, Martin. We, yeah, no, we use one of the top of the line design programs. But um <clears throat> usually what I'll do is I'll I'll suggest that I do a site visit and meet with the people at their home. Um it gives me a better idea. I can see their the space they want to work in, I can see what will work, what won't work. I also look at their decor to see what their style is so that I can kind of direct them. You know, we get, you know, some that are over the top modern and we get some that are really conservative or really, I want a farm style. So you, so you have to really be able to look at that and, and put that into your thought. Like, it's not what I like, it's what they like and and put it, put it together. So um, I'll, do, I'll do a design for them. And, and work with them and help them get it going. Um, if 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 they need a designer, we have three or four different designers that we can refer to them. Um, we had our own in-house designer, but I um, I find myself wanting to do wanting to do most of the design work. So, uh, but we do have designers that we can recommend uh, to them. That, that comes out now today uh, a lot of people are putting the white look into the kitchens and i know that we see the newer homes we see a lot of white look with the quartz tops the countertops and such um as a percentage do you see a lot of change between how many people are putting uh, really nice wood uh finishes as opposed to uh the white finishes well, I mean, we're still, uh, white's always going to be a popular cabinet for color for cabinets. Uh, what we are seeing is that people are doing their island cabinets, um, maybe in a whole different wood. Like walnut has become really, really popular, and rift cut oak has become extremely popular. Mm. So it, it almost becomes like a piece of furniture sitting in the middle of your room. Um, I have one project right now that I'm, I'm putting together, and the, they want a beaded look. Um, it, it's a rivet, rivet, how do you explain it? It's a rivet looking door, you know, but, um, and it's all out of uh, rift cut oak. So it, it, it gets a little costly, that, that part does. But, but for the most part, I have another project I'm doing where the island and the hood and a coffee bar are all being made out of alder stained and the rest is, is a gray color paint. So it, it's a nice contrast, it's different. Yeah. Also finding that the doors, uh, people are still liking the shaker door, but they're going with a much skinnier look and different styles like that. So. Now on the islands, are you finding the islands are still getting bigger or are they holding their, their normal shape? Um, what are you finding these days with the new I'm, homes? I'm finding that the islands are, are, are whatever size will fit. Um, some, eight, ninety percent of the people want to be able to sit on an island, and we got a few that know I just want it for to work at. Um, so I, I try to maintain um, a three and a half foot 
distance around uh, the other cabinets for working space. Uh, three foot is minimum. Some people want four. So if I if I can get 42 or 44 inches in between, then I'll, I'll keep making that island as big as you want. Uh-huh. Yeah, but we also take into consideration what you're going to use on the top for slabs. Uh, you want to get it in one piece. So maybe you, you, you only want to go this big so that you don't have a seam. Yeah. So. You know, we saw a really interesting home, a really interesting home. It had this huge island. And in the center of it, it had a, like a, a, a wood center, and it was like beautiful uh, marble or uh, some other granite top all the way around it, and it was huge. Mm-hmm. And in the center, it had this like three by three area there of wood. The interesting part about it was that piece of wood removed, and it was access to a safe room. Oh, wow. Is that a cool? Yeah. How many of those you built? Mm. Well, I, I haven't built stateroom, but I have built, we just actually finished a job in Danville a few months ago where the the kitchen had had pantries all along it, built a refrigerator, really nice. And then the one cabinet that you thought was a cabinet was actually a door uh-huh. that you pushed on and you went into a big pantry where they had their ovens and everything else. So very amazing. Um, and I have done the, the safe rooms where a bookcase you know you you open it and go in and you close it and, and you know nobody will ever know what it is if you're if it's done right not, so, a, not uh, at first look for sure yeah. so what steps are basically uh involved in getting your custom cabinet design and getting them installed <clears throat> and how much lead time do you need um you usually will I, I'll, I'll, once I make a, a site visit, usually within the week, I'll have you some some ideas, some drawings, some rough estimates, some some good estimates, whatever, whatever it's going to take, as long as I know exactly what you want. Uh, once you once you've decided that that's what you want, then we're, we're averaging about eight to ten weeks right now um, on a turnaround time. Um, sometimes a little bit, if it's a little bit smaller one, you know, it's it's a little bit faster. But on an average, you know, we're 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 eight to ten. Well, Mr. Henley has told me that uh, any anyone that uh, hears this on the program that he'll knock a couple weeks off the uh, the design and the build and the installation process just because they've heard us on the phone here. <laughs> yeah, just as long, uh, as long as I don't have to lower my price, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. So when it comes to price, um, if you were to do a, a ten foot section of just medium custom cabinets without the countertop as opposed to prefab i don't know if it would be a lot different but it would be different because everything is built to match well you know there's 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 companies out there that just charge by the foot it's you know it can go anywhere from 600 to 1400 dollars a foot i've seen it all over the board Uh, i personally will take my footages and then I, I that will be a certain <clears throat> excuse me be a certain price for building the boxes and then I'll, I'll figure out my square footage of doors and I'll figure out how many drawers because you know drawers are the probably most expensive part and so I'll figure out how many drawers you want and I have a line item for each of these that I work to come up with and then I use a percentage of that for the finishing painting or staining and then another percentage of that for um, our actual install cost um, I'm usually I, not the cheapest, and I'm not the most expensive. But uh, if I can come right in the middle, I'm, I I say that's I'm I'm right where I need to be. Ah, that's that's great. You know, I've got 
you when you walk into a new home that's being built and we touched on it a little bit earlier and you said well i'm going to be a, i'm not going to tell everybody i'm a general contractor i'm, I'm the cabinet guy right. so you don't get any conflicts going but when you walk in to a new home being built and there's an architect and an interior designer and the client is the build the person that's that's uh, paying for it all is right there in the same room um how do you represent being able to work with your designer, uh, the interior designer and the architect? I guess you got to get along with both of them as well as the client, of course. Yeah, I mean, we work with several um, designers, you know, mainly more than architects at this point when, when it gets down to that stage. And I, I say most of them will turn around and call us again and use it again or say oh I have other jobs I want you to use but it's like anything you know most of them build a relationship with someone and um, a lot of times they don't want to break that relationship so you might be a one time in there with them but for some reason you're still on their mind because every once in a while it might be a while but they'll call you again about something I sure understand so. that one so back into the construction thing I imagine it's going to be the same thing with cabinets once you have a firm design set in your mind I would imagine if I think that you want to keep that design you don't want to make changes because as a client it's going to cost you more is that the same as it is with construction well yeah I mean you we call it the change order so yeah. um you you have a in, in cabinets you know i mean if i have a cabinet and it's going to have you know it's just a cabinet with four doors and then you say hey i decided i want to put three drawers in here well yeah my cost is going to go up um if it's not a whole lot i just absorb it just because i want to i'm building a relationship um but if it's if it gets a little bit too much then you know i give them the option here here's what it will take to do that um well, speaking of building relationships, uh, for people that have been around a while and have done uh, good business throughout uh, the Bay Area as well as anywhere, uh, building the relationship is really important. You notice that quite often people today, they'll meet with you and while they're meeting with you, they're playing with their iPad or their cell phone or what have you. They're not looking you in the eyes. It's not, you don't do business like that. Right. Tell me. No, it, it, it's hard, but um, a lot of our business, and, and I think most of the construction business is based on referrals. You know, oh, I used so-and-so, they did a great job. I mean, nowadays, social media, we got next door, we got, you know, Facebook, whatever, people, um, people can really put your name out there, they can help you or hurt you. So... Um, as far as you know meeting meeting with people i i try to i try to approach it like well if i do a good job here they're going to tell their neighbors and they're going to tell this person that one if i do a bad job they're really going to tell their neighbors <laughs> but you know that's one of the things I, I like about you joe is that you're always you look a person in their eye and you 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 make good business that way and like i say i've known, known you for over 20 years you've built I guess you built churches, you built supermarkets, you built buildings, you custom mm -hmm. buildings, and now you're you're just uh, focusing not just, but you're focusing on custom cabinets and good quality cabinets for the public. And I think that's really valuable, you know, very valuable. Mm -hmm. And you're building relationships with people. That takes me to an interview I had with uh, Marty Sherman been around a long time commercial yeah. real estate sawmill arabian horses right and he said something in the interview that was just amazing and he says i, I really like people and tell people 
do something to really disappoint me. And uh, I, I like to say hi to everybody that walks down. I don't like to say hi to a cell phone. And if I see somebody walking down the street, I'm just going to say hi. And I said to him, I says, well, what happens if you don't like that person? He says, I don't walk down the street. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, um, <clears throat> we have a lot in common. And as a very interesting aside, I've, uh, I've known your daughter for years, both daughters, um, actually three four. daughters. I have four. I haven't met the fourth, but of <laughs> the three, but uh, one of them, Ariel, is just coming into her own. She's a New York Times bestselling author for her book, A Face for Picasso. And uh, would you share a little bit of, about uh, Ariel's new uh, book before we have to close the curtain here? Yeah. Well, Ariel is, is an identical twin to Alexandria. Um, they were born with a, a disease called Cruzon syndrome. They were diagnosed at six months, uh, went through numerous surgeries, um, face reconstruction, um, just a lot of, a lot of different issues, a lot of time in the hospital, you know, two, two months at a time in, in the, you know, uh, the special place, I guess, uh, ICU, whatever you call it. And then, um, so Ariel has has really embraced the fact that she has this. Um, she went on to University of Vermont, got a degree in, in uh, um, political science and English, and then has, uh, has a master from uh, University of Pacific. And um, the other the other twin, her twin sister, has um, a, a degree from University of Pacific, um, um, a master's from Columbia, and another master's from uh, Switzerland. So the, the two of them um, are very are very are very well to do as far as mentally uh, goes. Healthy. Um, yeah. So Ariel chose to to write about her adventure and and the things and it's it's amazing because even after I read it I wasn't aware um, how how a child could comprehend and, and absorb everything that was going on with them. So I, it was one of these things that I think every adult and I think every any every kid over 12 years old should read because it just really opens your eyes to how we should look at people and treat people and how unfairly we look at disabled people and people that don't look like we like you do or I do you know they look a little different you just so. don't know what's going on in my head <laughs> exactly <laughs> we all out of our little bit of demons but yeah. this yeah. young lady and um, both of them have uh, taken disadvantage and saying I'm not going to dig out a hole and make a bunker and pull the lid over my head yeah. I'm going to take it and make an opportunity out of it and you have to admire that and i think that's pretty yeah. much what you've done over the years in your business is that uh, it's not been easy it's not been yeah. easy for anyone yeah. but yet you know here we are henley's mm -hmm. custom cabinets one of the foremost cabinet makers in the entire bay area and a really fine gentleman i'd like to uh, say that it's a pleasure having you come in having you on the show and uh, we've really enjoyed our time today joe all right. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. I, I particularly liked how new home buyers and rebuilders are better prepared to select the important element of cabinetry for their homes. Based in Concord, Henley's custom cabinets may be reached at 925-687-7791. That's 925-687-7791 
or joe at jdhenley.com. Joe at jdhenley.com. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Henley. You're welcome. I appreciate it. We're going to take a short break, and you've been listening to The Real Estate and More Show, although the more in the title is probably more of what this show is all about. More means all else that has to do with life, topics of the day, and interesting people. I'm your host, Michael Hatfield, and we'll be right back with our next special guest. Please stay tuned. Stay tuned.